If you listen to Edge of Your Seat Podcast, you know we like to start these intros different from time to time. Let's start this one with a fundraiser reminder. For Hall High School Golf, head coach Mason Kimberly, his staff, his people, throwing together a get-together for the high school golf team at Rips in Ladd, Wednesday, April 27th, and Thursday, April 28th. The meals are $10. The proceeds are in support of Again, of the Red Devils. Gotta love Red Devils golf. If you're interested, contact Coach Mason Kimberly or send us an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll share the word with Mason Kimberly that you're interested. I've done this a couple times in the past. If you don't know about rips, then you just don't know how you're living. Seriously. Good chicken, good times. The $10 meals can be eat in or carry out. So take your choice. But why don't you help out the Hall High School golf team, support them with some fantastic chicken. Because, I mean, that makes your stomach happy. It makes the golf team happy. It makes Mason happy. Why not? Let's give it a try. Since I already just gave Edge of Your Seat Podcast email, let's hit the plugs right now. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. You can listen to this episode, which is episode 221, or any of the 220 previous shows on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and our website, www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That's with an S, it's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Social media, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Always got to give a shout out to the mastermind behind the intro and outro beat, Brian Cavelli. SIU homie forever this show in the intro we're gonna break down the chicago bulls game four debacle against milwaukee bucks that happened yesterday today being monday april 25th also gonna talk some friday night lights if you know me at all i get way behind on tv and movies and then i try to catch up and by the time i catch up then anything coming out in 2022 i'll probably watch in 2030 you know that's just how it goes but i wanted to break down friday night lights a little bit I've been binge-watching it more than I think I binge-watch anything ever. So we'll talk some Friday Night Lights. But our guest, our guest today, Jake Reinhardt, 2016 Princeton graduate, played baseball at Augustana, and then went to North Park University in Chicago. He was a Viking and had the year of his life last year as a redshirt senior. In November, he signed a contract to play in the Frontier League for Schaumburg. Super pumped that this dude is now a professional baseball player. He deserves it. Worked hard. He went from humble beginnings. I remember watching him as a freshman at Princeton and just started killing it. He's a smaller guy. And then all of a sudden, this past last couple years, he's just been blasting home runs. His averages are ridiculous. He's an amazing shortstop. Everything that this dude has done in baseball is hard work, integrity, determination, Just the love of the game. Now he's legitimately going to get paid for performing his passion. That's pretty amazing. It's fantastic to hear Jake's story. And he does it right here on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Let's just break down some of the stuff he did. Like listen to this year, this career that he had at North Park. Like I said, 2021 was his senior year, red shirt, throwing a COVID year, whatever you want to call it. He was named Position Player of the Year by D3Baseball.com and the American Baseball Coaches Association. At North Park, he set the single-season home run record with 15 dingers, 
breaking a record that was set in 1987. He was named the College Conference of Illinois and Wisconsin Triple Crown winner. He set CCIW records with 60 in-league hits and 52 in-league RBIs. His stats for the year, 424 batting average, 61 RBIs, 73 hits, 11 doubles, 7 triples, 15 home runs, 16 walks, and 12 stolen bases. What? What? That is ridiculous. It's like, what did he really do? I mean, did he want to play baseball? He just did everything and did it really well. Also, still on the plate, he only struck out 11 times in 172 at-bats. You do the math, the odds of him striking out were pretty much null and void. Like I said, he was a shortstop and a very, very impressive one. He had a 979 fielding percentage, almost perfect. Only had four errors, but also had 99 assists, 86 putouts, and 16 double plays that he was accounted for. For his efforts, he earned the gold glove by the American Baseball Coaches Association. So you would think, you know, he might get some awards or, you know, some credit or, hey man, you did a good job. He may have just got every single one. So he's already triple crown winner. He's a gold glove winner. He also gets selected first team All-American, Offensive Player of the Year, first team All-Central Region, first team All-CCIW, CCIW Man of the Year, and North Park Male Athlete of the Year. The man put in work and walked away from his senior year of college, the most impressive North Park athlete I've ever heard of. If there's another one, let me know. But Jake Reinhardt just put his name in record books and Hall of Fame enshrines. I'm sure his jersey's going to get retired. I don't know about all this. I'm saying I'm sure. But if they do that at North Park, it should happen. The man balled out. So for his efforts, signs a contract to Schaumburg, a Frontier League team, in November. We spoke right after that happened, and he was pumped. Super, super duper pumped. I mean, you're a baseball player, and you get to college, and you know you got two options. You keep fighting and trying to play baseball, or you move on to a job. Almost did the latter. He was signed up, and then baseball came calling him back. His first game is May 13th, and they start the season with six away games in seven days. Not making it easy for the man starting off. We're definitely going to have fun talking with Jake Reinhardt. And we have to give Mendota Ford a huge shout out because they're a community dealership that is here for you. And they're also here for Edge of Your Seat podcast, helping put out each and every episode for you guys to listen to. So we're going to break down the Bucks and Bulls. Game four was played Sunday afternoon. It was nasty, disgusting, bad, awful, terrifying, humiliating for Chicago Bulls fans. However you want to break it down, but all of those adjectives are negative. Was nothing really to look forward to or be happy about of this game. With the 119-95 loss, the Bulls are now behind 3-1 in the series. Zach Levine had 24 points, DeMar DeRozan 23, Patrick Williams 20, Nikola Vucevic 11 points and 10 rebounds. But they just could not match Milwaukee. They just couldn't. Every time they would try to get on a run, Giannis is barreling it down their throat. Grayson Allen all of a sudden is Ray Allen when it comes to shooting threes. Drew Holiday doing Drew Holiday things and being a leader and getting those tough buckets and getting to the free throw line and just being a gritty defender. Bulls had no answers. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 32 points, 17 rebounds. 
Grayson Allen, 27 points, and Drew Holiday, 26. Couple things on this. The Chicago Bulls were getting all kinds of fouls blown on them for Giannis really just barreling into the paint, trying to knock people out pretty much. And the calls were going against the Bulls. Finally, I want to say in the third quarter, there was like two or three charges on Giannis. But honestly, he probably should have had four or five. He just lowers his shoulder and just booms into somebody. Like, man, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Like, stop it. A, you're going to hurt somebody. You are a big dude. You're fast. You're strong. And you're just throwing your shoulder right into their chest. This isn't football, man. It's basketball. He's a very, very talented player. But come on. Let's play by the rules here a little bit. And the refs, why aren't you doing your job? If somebody isn't playing by the rules, blow the whistle. I'm glad you started to. But the beginning of the game, not at all. And Grayson Allen, I hate that, man. I wish he was not in the NBA. I definitely wish he wouldn't have thrown Alex Caruso to the ground in the regular season. He's smirky. He plays dirty. Every time I see him running down the court, I'm like, somebody trip him. Somebody do something. Let's not do a malice in the palace type deal. Somebody's just got to let him know to get off the court, go home. You shouldn't be in the NBA. Why don't you go fight people in the park or something? Because that's what you're really doing. You're not even playing basketball for the most part. Besides chucking up threes and getting lucky, you're just trying to hurt people and fight them. You did it all throughout your Duke career, and now you're doing it in the NBA. He got a one-game suspension for the Alex Caruso incident. He should have been suspended for the rest of the season and fined at least a good $100,000. No doubt. No reason he should still be playing this season and definitely not in the postseason. I would like to think the Bulls can take one more game, but beating the Milwaukee Bucks three in a row, I don't think it's possible. Not at this point. I really don't. Especially with how the Bulls have been playing. Lots of turnovers. Lots of bad decisions. You can't have those things happen against a team as good as the Milwaukee Bucks and think you're going to advance. That's just not how it works. This show is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager Ski Hartman and his associates Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranik is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle of any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. I had heard a lot about Friday Night Lights. I mean, it's a show about football. Why wouldn't I? I mean, I'm a sports guy through and through, born and raised. That's all I do. So yeah, I'd heard a lot about it, but I'm also not really a TV guy. Like I don't watch it all the time. I'm playing video games. I'm writing stories. I'm working here. I'm working there. Family, friends, not a lot of time to watch TV. Just not. But when you do got time, you know, we got the opportunity to binge watch now. So you try to catch up or watch 
seven seasons of a show in two days if you can, which is crazy. But I think that I almost accomplished that with five seasons of Friday Night Lights in about two weeks. For me, that's about equivalent of the seven seasons in two days. Seriously, it is. It was on from 2006 to 2011. So when this is going on, 2006, I'm a sophomore at SIU. Took a couple year sabbatical in there somewhere and then went back in 2009 and graduated in 2010. So this is all through like the college forming, job forming, getting into the journalism business years. So I really wasn't watching any TV at this point. I was watching games and that was it. So yeah, I didn't even check out one single episode until I started watching it now. Like that's it. But after watching it, just the first couple shows, I'm like, why is this not still on TV? Why did they take this off the air? Why did it not keep going longer than five seasons? Of course, they won tons of awards. It was critically acclaimed. They won a Peabody Award, an Emmy for Outstanding Casting for a Drama Series, NAACP Image Award, Television Critics Association Award. Kyle Chandler, the actor of the main character, Coach Eric Taylor, won an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. The writer of the show, Jason Cadams, won an Emmy for Outstanding Writer in a Drama. And then they just pull it off after five seasons? If you can get 10 seasons out of shows like Seinfeld and Friends, Sopranos went eight, you can get more than five for Friday Night Lights. I mean, it's about football in Texas, high school, all the kinds of drama with rednecks and gangsters. And there's a little bit of everything. There really is. Teenagers, adults, like it's a mixed show in that terms. Like it's not strictly a kid's show, a kid's drama. It's not strictly aimed towards parents or sports fans. It's aimed at pretty much every demographic. It really is. So that's the whole time I've been watching this. Like, why did it end? Why did it end? But then I did the research and figured out it wasn't about the show itself because obviously you're winning awards. Everybody loves it. That isn't the reason. It's because of us. It's because of people like me that weren't watching. So the first two seasons of the show had 6 million viewers. The third season, 4.6. The fourth, 3.8. The fifth, 3.6. As they seen the declining numbers, they're like, hey, let's cut our losses now. We got five really good seasons out of this. Bunch of awards. Let's go on. So I get it. Now that I look it up, okay, I get it. But watching it, I was like, man, I could watch this forever. Let's go 20 seasons. Because it is a really, really, really good show. There's... As somebody who went to high school, which should be just about everybody that's listening to this, and if you didn't, you went to school for a little bit, if you didn't finish, you know, what have you. But there's characters in the show that went through the same things. Almost every single character is highly relatable. Maybe I can't relate to everybody else, but somebody different is going to relate to the people that I can't relate to. And that's why I love this show. There's so many different characters and people and storylines that even if you don't relate or it hasn't happened to you, you know the people that it has happened to in real life. And then it all centers around football, which, I mean, that's great. Really awesome show. I think I got like three episodes left in the fifth season. I'll probably finish those three episodes right after I get done editing this podcast. But it's fantastic. I'm mad at myself that I didn't watch it sooner. I mean, it took me 11 years to turn it on. But I'm glad I did. A lot of great characters. A lot of great entertainment. And I'm not even a drama guy. Like, I'm really not. Like, we got enough problems in our own lives. So why do I care or want to focus my attention on somebody else's? That's why I watched one season of This Is Us and then said no more. I related to some of the things in there. And I was like, I went through it myself. I got my own 
deals with this situation? Why do I want to know about a character on a TV show that's going through the same thing? Nope, I'd rather have fun and not watch that. But for some odd reason, this was okay. Maybe it was because it was centered around football and I wanted to know what happened and how the characters got through their personal individual situations and gelled together on a football field and won state championships. Maybe that's what it was. I can see that. Because there was that light at the end of the tunnel that I definitely could relate to. Not winning state championships, that never happened. But being on a basketball court or a football field or a track with your friends in a team environment and forgetting that the rest of that stuff even matters. That's kind of what I got out of the show, which, you know, I appreciate it. In July of 2011, it was announced that they were going to do a film of Friday Night Lights. It was announced by executive producer Peter Berg. But unfortunately, things didn't get rolling. And two years later, in 2013, he confirmed that we're done with the movie. It's not going any further. Which is kind of a bummer, because I would have liked to see what they did, kind of just cap everything off. Like I said, I'm about three episodes shy. But I wanted to talk about this now, because I'm, like I said, I'm all the way in the show. And I'm like, how is it not still on? So that's why I'm talking about it now. Plus, plus, I want to interact with you guys. If you've seen this show... Like I said, there's tons of characters and awesome people that you can relate to. I'm interested to see who were your favorite characters. So I ranked the top five. I want you to rank the top five and then send them in to me at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. I'll go five to one. Five, I went with Vincent Howard. Season four, season five, pretty much the main guy on the football team. You see him start as a kid that walks out of a cop car. Cop saying, hey coach, can you please help this guy out? try to straighten him up, put him in a better path. He does, gives him some discipline, gets him to love the game of football. And then college comes around and he's trying to get into Alabama and Oklahoma State and just becomes narcissistic, rude, kind of a ball hog and all about me with the spotlight kind of guy. And you see how that deteriorates the team. So the way they went about the emotions of just like how words can create reactions and reactions create reactions and they did a really good job of that on basic simple things over high school football and Vincent Howard in the last two seasons was definitely a product of that number four Landry Clark I mean he's the underdog right he's the cops kid who's a nerd he's really smart he's gonna go to a great college and do all that but he shouldn't be in situations like killing a man by hitting him over the head with a pipe because he was protecting a girl that's just something that you don't think happens especially to a cop's kid, especially to somebody who has only had a couple friends in his life. And then he becomes a football player. And then he kicks a game winning field goal against his former team because he had to go to a different school because of redistricting. And he's also the underdog in terms of the nerdy, not the most handsome kid in the school dating not only one woman that was classified as a hot girl in school, but two One from each different school that he goes to in the show. So, I mean, he's the underdog of all underdogs. Three, Matt Saracen. Just that humble dude that gets in his feelings but doesn't really let you in his feelings. He sticks to himself, but he's hardworking, dedicated. He takes the starting quarterback job after Jason Street gets hurt in like the first or second episode of the first season. And then becomes a main lead of the show until the final season where he's in college. That's something else that they did well. The very first episode or two episodes of the show, you're thinking that 
this person and this person and this person is the main people that you're going to watch for however long this show goes on. And that's it. You might have some different angles here and there, but they interweaved and masked who they were really going to have as the star, not say actor, the star character, the person that you want to pay attention to. Besides Coach Taylor and his wife, Tammy Taylor, who were two of the main people the entire five seasons, but Vincent Howard goes in and out. Matt Saracen, out, then in, then out. Jason Street, like I said, first couple episodes, first couple seasons, a main part, and then he's not. They just did a good job of interweaving how small-time life works, high school life works, and how your inner circle isn't always the same inner circle from a year ago, from a month ago, from a week ago. You can see the changes and how fast they can happen. To Eric Taylor, man, if I had that dude as a coach, man, <laughs> some of the things he says is like, man, that's kind of harsh. But then you think about it and it's like, yeah, but if I got some information like that or was told that when I was a kid, probably would have listened. Like, he was a pretty stern coach, but he got the job done and he was someone that demanded respect. And I'm all about respect. And that's what I like about him. He's like, hey, you might not like me. You might not appreciate what I'm telling you, but I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to lead you in a bad way. I'm trying to tell you what needs to happen, what's going to help you. So you take it how you want to. I can help you or I can't help you, but that's on you, not me, because I'm here giving you the information. I appreciated that. And my favorite of all the characters is Tim Riggins. I relate to him more than anybody. Partying in high school, chilling with friends, in sports but not in sports, had other interests where other things happen in life and that's the way you go. But he was intelligent. He went out of his way to do things for people. It was real selfless, if you think about it. As much as people in that show said, oh, Tim is this way, Tim is that way, and he's a bad guy or whatever. He was really selfless. He went way out of his way to do things for other people, even if it put him in risk. The last season of the show, he's in prison because he was helping his brother. Sure, he got money off of chopping up cars, but he only did it for his brother. And, okay, and money. So I guess there's two reasons. But he was brought into it by his brother and told his brother, I'm going to take the rap. You just had a baby. You stay at home with your new wife. I'll go to prison. I'm going to take the rap. Can you get any more selfless than that? I don't think so. So Tim Riggins, Eric Taylor, Matt Saracen, Landry Clark, Vincent Howard are my five favorite characters from Friday Night Lights. Are they yours? Are they interchanged? Or maybe somebody else. Is it Billy Riggins, Tim Brother? Jason Street, Smash Williams, Tammy Taylor, Julie Taylor, Lila Garrity, Buddy Garrity, J.D. McCoy, Tyra Collette, Ray Voodoo Tatum. There's all kinds of characters. Send us yours. What are your five favorites? I know the show was 11 years ago, but if you watch this show, you remember because it was awesome. Send your rankings to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. It's the end of April, almost to spring. I think they say we're in spring or it's just an extended winter because it's cold it's supposed to drop down to the 30s low 30s tonight that doesn't say anything about spring to me but we are close we're getting closer closer to the nice weather closer to family gatherings closer to having people over at your home and enjoying either being outside or just being out doing things and in preparation for that we have to make sure everything is ready to go the yard landscaped the grill full of charcoal or new gas tanks, and of course, our home looking amazing. 
It's the perfect time for those renovations to showcase your humble abode, your asylum, your world, your home. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson have the skills and the 10 years of experience to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate. It's time for the percolator. Home renovations in any room, hallway, staircase, garage, shed, or basement. For a free estimate, call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction 19 at gmail.com. Well, we talked some bulls and bucks. We talked some Friday Night Lights. Now we got to get to the main reason we're here. That is guest Jake Reinhardt and everything he's doing in the baseball world. Starting his professional career with the Schaumburg Boomers in the Frontier League, May 13th. Let's get to the combo right now. Until next time, peace. I think it's time for me to look at my insurance rates. Am I talking to Jake from State Farm? <laughs> yep, this is Jake from State Farm at 3 in the morning. Can you help me with my insurance? <laughs> I don't know about that. Or is this Jake Reinhardt and you can help me with some baseball chat? Yeah, I can do that for you. Perfect, perfect. I like that a little better anyway. I don't want to talk insurance. Jake Reinhardt, Princeton grad, joining us once again. You've been a guest on Edge of Your Seat podcast before. Thanks for, thanks for chatting, Jake. Yeah, not a problem. Anytime. How many times do you get asked if you're Jake from State Farm? Oh, pretty often. <laughs> it's a running joke with a bunch of me and my friends and my girlfriend's family all the time. Have you ever thought about like, hey, maybe I should work for State Farm at one point? I did once consider it, but that's that's not my thing. So what is your thing? It might be baseball. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just got a new job, actually, and I thought that was going to be my new thing. But then I uh, got offered a contract to continue playing baseball, so I'm pretty excited about that. Contract, this means professional baseball player. Yep. You had to be pumped. We'll get into the details of where and when and how and all that other stuff, but got to feel good, done with high school, done with college, done with those things, and now you can call yourself a professional baseball player. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, just kind of a dream coming true, kind of what I've always been working for, so... We've talked before, obviously, you've been on the show, we've talked for stories for local newspapers, and I mean, this has always been something that you've wanted to do, and you know, having it actually happen and realize it was happening, what was going through your mind when you're signing this contract and you got offered a contract? Yeah, well, it's really funny, because, uh, you know, I kind of just, I was going into this, my fifth year of college, actually, my final season of baseball. I kind of made up my mind that I was fine with my last year of baseball, so I was just real excited to play at the end of the season. It turned out to be a pretty good one. Uh, I ended up going out east to continue to play a little more, just see what I could do, and I just kind of realized up there how close I was to, to making it where I wanted to be in my past goals that I had for myself, and once I got there and I didn't get drafted, I got kind of disappointed. So when I got the call and I was signing the contract, I realized that I still kind of had the goal in the back of my head and it was brought forth and I couldn't be happy. So. Definitely. So now where is this contract for? We'll start with what level, where? It's an independent baseball team. They're called the Schaumburg Boomers right there in Schaumburg. And they play in the Frontier League. They used to be affiliated with the White Sox, but they're no longer. It's an independent team. So they are still affiliated with the MLB, just not any 
professional baseball teams. Gotcha. So there will be scouts, there will be people watching games, just not from one team. Right, right. Yeah, I've met a couple of the guys already. The team's composed of former guys that have played double H or play single A in Major League Baseball organizations. And then some guys that are just kind of like me who just got out of college, didn't get picked up right away and are just looking to continue to build their skills. And so people get picked up out of independent league teams all the time, just kind of like they do out of college or high school during the draft or just during the regular season too. So didn't get drafted, not directly to a MLB team in their farm system, but still this might be a, maybe not a better situation, but kind of even kill because anybody can come see you. Yeah, I really think that it's a good opportunity. I find myself getting progressively and progressively better. I keep pushing myself, so I think being able to continue to play baseball and better myself will hopefully get me to a level that will be good enough to make a, a professional organization one day, or a major league organization one day. Perfect. Have we talked position? Where are they going to bring you in? Because you can really do everything. Yeah, I talked about middle and field, number one, uh, also third base, and then I told them if need be, I could play the outfield too. They kind of like that because they said, you know, if you're willing to go out there and play a position, they'd love to see any, any versatile guys like that or, or a good priority, like uh, have a special spot for on most clubs. So I haven't played the outfield in quite some time, but that's where I, uh, that's where I end up. So. Perfect. Where would you rather be if there was one position and like, hey, where do you want to choose? What is your spot? Our second base, I've got pretty comfortable there. Head coach this summer was Jed Jerko, and he played a lot of second base up in the major leagues, and he taught me things I never thought about before. You know, I thought I had a pretty good idea, you know, playing all these years, how to play, you know, second base, shortstop, third base, but the knowledge he brought and the stuff he showed me just really, it helped in all three positions, but at second base, it really, really got to me. And I think by putting those skills forth, I, I can be the best at second base. Gotcha. Schaumburg, that's kind of a burb. Is that right outside of Chicago? Yeah, right there outside of Chicago. About a 30-minute drive from the city. Are you kind of excited about that? I mean, you're playing pro ball, but you're still close to home. Yeah, you know, all my friends I met uh, through college, most of them are still up by Chicago, so it's not too far. And, you know, some might even... My uh, good friends that I lived with for a little while, they're right around the Schaumburg area, so that's pretty cool. And that's, it's kind of not the farthest from uh, from here either. You know, my, my parents and my brothers got to see me play. But my grandparents and aunt and uncles, you know, they haven't been to too many of my college games, which is fine. But uh, just because it's a nice little drive for them. This is not that far away. It's only about a hour 15, hour and a half drive. And so I think, you know, they've been talking to me and I think they're excited to hopefully come up and see me play as well so that's another cool part about it did you think that this was possible obviously this was your goal this was your dream but then you don't get drafted you get to a certain point where uh, maybe i just need to start doing something else sounds like you had gotten a new job were you already on that mindset like hey you know it's it's kind of over yeah yeah like i said you know i, I just kind of went into my uh my last year of college ball here and i i just kind of finally talked myself into you know i'm, I'm gonna enjoy this last season and then probably put baseball behind me. And I did want to start working because, you know, playing baseball throughout college, you don't really have time for a job. And I just thought it was kind of time for me to start the next phase of my life. But then, you know, I got the offer to play in the, the draft league. And, you know, I thought, well, I might as well take a shot. You know, that's one more summer of baseball. When I didn't hear anything after that, I really didn't plan on 
trying to continue it, trying to put myself out there to be seen anymore. And so I did end up getting a job. And uh, I have been enjoying it. I still do enjoy it. But I bet I'm about two and a half months in and got the call. You know, when you get, when you get the call that says you're going to be paid to play baseball, I mean, you're really not that. You know, I still consider myself pretty young and it'll be time to work in the future. So I had to take it. What was the job you were working? I found myself as a data coordinator for uh, a mental health institution here in town. Okay, in town you're talking Princeton? Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't mean to like go back and hark on it like, hey, you know, you were drafted and then you get this contract, but I'm just trying to help place the mental roller coaster that you kind of just went on. I mean, you get to a certain level, you're like, oh, baseball's done. Then you go back into it and like, oh man, my dream's over. I'm going to go to the real world. And then bam, you get this call and then you're like, hey, I can play again. So just trying to like show the demographic of your mental roller coaster, that had to be crazy for you. So I guess another thing is I, I still have aspirations to go on to medical school, which I've kind of been putting on hold, you know, going back for a fifth year to play college ball, putting on studying a little bit because I was away this summer. And so when I kind of got this job, I was like, you know, I'll get a job and I'll start studying for med school and hopefully get the, that application process rolling. And then I, you know, I accept this to play baseball. And so I, now I got to put medical school on hold again and <laughs> just kind of put the job on hold and, so yeah, it's just kind of going out. I make up my mind. It seems I make up my mind all the time, and then a wrinkle comes in the plans, and I end up changing it. So, so yeah, emotional roller coaster is definitely what I've been on the past couple months here. But the cool thing is, it's a good mental roller coaster. I mean, it's because of baseball it keeps coming back in your life. So at least the spikes are high spikes, not lows. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Having fun with all the, the action going on. So. And then you're trying to go into the medical field. You're just a talented kind of guy, Jake. <laughs> yeah, I've been, you know, that's what I went to college for and took that pretty seriously. That's always been a dream of mine as well. So. so you can play baseball, you can get into the medical field, and you can sell State Farm insurance. <laughs> yeah, well, I can, I can say I can sell insurance, but I don't know if you actually want to, want to come to me for the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you got the red polo and the khakis, that's it. Yeah, as long as they look official, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you look official, you can sell anything. Like, it doesn't even have to be truth or even good. You can sell it, though. Yeah, exactly. Are you excited about playing that level of competition? I mean, in college you played solid level. The summer league that you played for the draft league, definitely solid competition. People that were drafted. Now you're going into another level of competition what are your thoughts going into this next season coming up we did play a lot of solid competition in college but it was a different level of competition when i got to the draft league and it kind of hit me at first just obviously not used to you know seeing pitchers pitch like that and going up against better players and people who think he drafted and i just think there was a very short amount of time to try to prove myself at that level so i think in this opportunity to continue to play people at this level you know people who have been through Farm league systems and have proven themselves. If I can play with those guys, I think people start to take notice. And so I'm kind of excited to try to put myself there. There's one thing you could do in your first game as a professional player in the independence. What would it be? Would it be a home run, a catch off the wall if they put you in the outfield, a diving grab at second? What's something that you're like, hey, man, if I could do that in my first game, that will set it off just the way I wanted to? <laughs> I would say a home run, but. 
that is big expectations. So I'm just going to narrow it down to just a just a hit. I just if I could get a hit my first game, I think that would get the ball rolled nicely and get me excited for the rest of the season. I don't know whether to give you props or say boo because you gave <laughs> a legit answer, which is probably a good one. But then it's just kind of boring, Jake. Yeah. Well, if it hits on run, that would that would be. I'll just mess with you, man. It was a great answer. I just, you know, had to be like, man, it went from a home run to a hit. Yeah. But if anybody can do it at that stage, it's you, man. I've been following you for a long time, and you definitely got the skills to take it to that level. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Even if it's only a hit and not a home run. (laughs) It's good, too. Truth, truth, truth. (laughs) Averages are mostly because of hits and strikeouts. You know, there's only a few home runs in there. That's exactly right. Oh, by the way, I did see you at the Princeton football game against uh, Prairie Central. Oh, you did? Yeah. Here in Princeton, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, on the radio, and actually I was in the uh, the press box, and I met your father. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he pointed you out. He's like, oh, he's right there. Because I was supposed to call you or text, talk to you, I think, like the next day, and that didn't work out. Well, that stinks, because uh, the first playoff game here, I, actually, I sat up in the box with him, so. Oh, <laughs> Week late, otherwise we ran into each other. <laughs> yeah, it was a week late. They already had everybody booked that they wanted to do that game, so I ended up getting the second one. And then the one in uh, Elmhurst. Yep. Definitely. Did yep. you go to that? I did, yeah. I was there. That's the team we lost to, and then I actually ended up going to college with uh, one of the guys that was on the team that beat us, so we went together. <laughs> we were right. talking smack to each other all week, so we had to go and see how it ended up, and Fortunately, it was a tough game. It was yeah. cold, man. That was cold. It was. You know, tough conditions to play in, but... Was it cool seeing, you know, you know, guys you went to school with, or guys that you know, people from the neighborhood, see them in that level of game? I know you played in a quarterfinal game yourself, but seeing them playing it, that had to be cool for you. Yeah, it really was. One of my neighbors, actually, when I was growing up, was on the team. You know, it's it was just funny to kind of realize that, you know, he was such a little guy compared to me you know back in the day and they were just you know I coached some of them JFL and just kind of met them that way so it's just just kind of realized that you know I coached these guys and you know kind of mentored them and just to see you know how small they were how much they've grown and just into the talented football players they were just something crazy to think about and see that I never really thought I would be in the position to do so really happy for them and it was really fun to watch them play what year did you graduate from Princeton again? 16. So 2015 would have been your senior year? Yep. For football, anyway? Yeah. What team is better, 2015 or 2021? <laughs> uh, I got to say, we give them run for money. I was trying to remember who was all on your team. Yeah, uh, we had uh, Jacob Smith, who uh, was an All-State running back, and he was one of our uh, linebackers, and Sky Barons, who was... All-area linebacker. I think he led the conference in tackles. And then Chaz Williams was another lineman. He uh, he was All-State as well. This guy and uh, Chaz went on to play college football. And, yeah, we had a good group. Uh, we had a big group of seniors. I think there was like 12 or 13 of us. It's a really solid group. Was Colton younger in there yet? Yeah, he was a year younger than us, and he was our tight end. And yeah. then, I'm forgetting his name, but he was a defensive tackle and a wrestler. Austin Wetzel? Him too. Yep. Uh, Big guy. Oh, uh, he didn't wrestle, but Derek DeBrule, he was a good defensive player for us. I don't know if that's what you're thinking about. I'm thinking of Chase Tatum. 
Oh yes, yeah. He was uh he would have been a sophomore when we were seniors and he played a little bit up with us, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So you guys had like kind of a good group of those three years of solid football players. They had no one defensive player of the year awards and Chase Tatum's playing college ball now as well. So you guys had a nice mix of those three, four years of just football players. Princeton as a whole has had a lot of good teams come up. So starting with us, I think we've only had one losing season since. So one year we didn't make the playoffs, I think. So we've had a solid run in in football for the past couple years. So it's it's been fun. Well, I kind of already started off the hot potato with the uh, 2015 or 2021 squads. Let's keep it going. Let's play a game of hot potato. I'll throw you two things, places, people, anything, and you just pick which one you like better. Sounds good. Do you like cold weather or hot weather? Oh, uh, hot weather. Well, not like I got to be picky. I like the I like the football weather, the the sweatshirt weather. Well, I didn't like the football weather on Saturday. That was awful. Yeah, that that was football weather. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy Aiken and I were calling the game for WAJK, and we were literally shaking as we were calling it. And at the end, I'm usually the stats guy, so I'm trying to figure them out, and my fingers would not work on the calculator. And I was like, man, I'm going to get you a couple, but I can't do any (laughs) more. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst when your hands quit working. That's when you know it's time to go. And unfortunately, my mouth was right after it. Like, I was getting frozen where I couldn't even talk or think right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But hey, it is what it is. Obviously, you like playing baseball better. What do you like watching better, baseball or football? I'll probably football. I enjoy college football a lot. What's your team? I don't really have a college football team. Just just a band. I'm kind of the same way because I went to SIU in Carbondale, and we're not FBS so, you know, it's kind of the FCS, middle-range guy, so I'll watch anything. It doesn't even matter who they are. Right. LeBron James Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Just because they're arguing in real life, Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen? Uh, I, was a, I like watching Scottie play, but probably Michael. If they got into a celebrity boxing ring, which seems to be the thing right now, who would win, Michael Jordan Scottie Pippen? I think Scotty. I think he's got a longer reach. Our guy. He does got the longer reach. I think Michael Jordan's still more of an animal, though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll go to the the match if it happens. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> also, fighting, which this is kind of what brought it up. Darren Williams or Frank Gore? Who's going to win this? I think Frank Gore. I was listening to someone talk about him. I think he's actually been boxing for quite a while, which a lot of people don't know, and so. I think he might, he might take him. And, if anything, didn't we see Nate Robinson get whooped? Like, basketball players are not meant to box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Uh, Christmas. Getting gifts or giving gifts? I like to give gifts. What's the most expensive gift you've ever given? Ooh, probably, I bought four bottles of wine my mom a couple years ago. And because they have all of our, I found wines with all of, us boys' names on them, so I got that for him. That was a little pricey. It wasn't barefoot? <laughs> no. Not cheap stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. And the four names, you're talking about your four brothers. Yep. Or the four of you, three brothers. Uh-huh. Got Josh, Jamie, and... Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Gotcha. Just stuck with the J's, huh? 
Looking at your brother's names, are you glad you're Jake, or would you like one of the other J's? There's a funny story. I was named Justin for like 15 minutes, I guess. Justin? Yep, that was my name, and then I guess my parents must have been debating between the two and ended up picking uh, Jake, so. Well, they knew you were going to work for State Farm. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Jake Reinhardt, not with State Farm. Thank you for chatting with us, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and congratulations on signing a contract to play professional baseball. I know it's your dream. You deserve it. You've worked hard. Congratulations, my man. Thank you. Thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. I love being on.